If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. And, and we're getting into it. In we- fact, when you <laughs> first started, you like sighed like, <sighs> I know. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> we're getting into it we are so getting into it i today's episode we're going to solve the number one problem in our nation solved today <laughs> our topic is how do you honor someone else's belief that is different from your own while still honoring your own belief it's something that humans have had to do throughout history Mm-hmm. with varying degrees of results yes that's what i was gonna mm-hmm. say i don't know that we've ever like had a, an age or an era where we really did it and and owned it and figured it out but i will say that right now today um it is i think one of the biggest issues that we have in our country is that we see someone with different beliefs than ours and we immediately feel that our beliefs are under attack and it's so, it's so stoked, mm-hmm. right? Like it's stoked mm-hmm. by the media, it's stoked by our politicians, it's stoked in so many different places to the point where people feel like someone that is differing in belief or opinion from them is their enemy immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, they must be my enemy. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, I can understand it because our reptilian brains, the ones that are in charge of our survival, mm-hmm is supposed to look out for danger and protect us from danger. And when you live in the information world, like we used to live in the industrial world and now we live in the information economy, then it does sometimes feel like somebody who holds different views than you may be uh, tiger, lions and bears that may have your life in danger. Now I have to say, Excuse me. I have to say that for some parts of our population, that is actually true. I saw it. I mean, like down the street from where I live. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you caught the news, but there was a man who went on a rampage and shot eight, I think eight Asian women mm-hmm. because of his own sexual predation and because of his own fetishizing of Asian women. And um, so, so people who hold views that are different than yours, that those different views may end up dehumanizing another fellow brother or sister in the journey, that may put your life in danger. So I don't want to minimize that very real world uh, consequence. However, what we're talking about here is 
like when somebody has a different, for example, political party or religious belief, and we somehow already paint them as enemies before we are even engaged in a discussion to find out where they stand on certain issues, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to talk about how you honor your beliefs and still create space for others who hold different ones. Um, I tend to, I tend to have the opinion that whoever the more tolerant one is, and I don't mean tolerant of bullshit, excuse my French, Amy, I know you're a holy woman, but whoever is the more tolerant one, like if I, if my beliefs can hold space for yours, then maybe it's a better belief. Hmm. Interesting. I have that opinion. I have the opinion of if your beliefs uh, require me to go to hell or your beliefs require me to suffer some kind of untoward consequence or whatever, if your beliefs cannot hold my wellness and my wholeness, then I don't know, maybe we should explore that. That's interesting. I've never thought of it that way before. Um, I am a very faith-based person. You Mm -hmm. call me a holy woman. I don't know that I would say that, but I'm a very religious (laughs) person. I'm very clear on my beliefs. And I find myself oftentimes in situations with really good people that the situation is not fully in alignment or fully in support with the standards that I hold myself to. Mm -hmm. I think that there are a lot of members of my faith that, and, and not just mine, you guys, any, anytime that you're a devout religious person, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is where I think this comes into play often. When you're a devout religious person, you're frequently, unless you only ever stay with your own people, you're frequently going to find yourself in situations where the the standard of the group is not the personal standard or it's not the conversation or the understanding is not exactly in alignment with how you believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in that case, we have different options, right? Like we can make us right and them wrong. Withdraw and say, well, I'm not going to be here. Um, Or we can look at it and we can say, where's the commonality? Where are we on the same page? Let's find the space where we, uh, you know, let's find the space that we're, where we agree. And I, I feel like that's where growth happens because my life is richer and blessed and my faith is strengthened by the conversations that I have with people who are different than me and who have a different level of understanding. And it's not that, and it never, for me, it's never like, oh, Monica believing something different is going to shake or rattle my faith. Because if that's true, like how strong is my faith, right? It's more that we'll have a conversation. You'll say something and I'll go, I've never thought of it that way before. And then it, and then I can tie it back to my context and I can think through something that helps strengthen my belief and strengthen my faith. And I love the diversity of thoughts, um, Mm -hmm. relationships and Mm -hmm. being able to think of something in a way and and dig in and say, well, what do I really believe about this? And that as a way to create an enhancement of my belief rather than feeling threatened. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that to a certain extent, I think where, where sometimes it gets kind of um, muddy, where the, the waters get muddy, is when anyone tries to hold someone else to their own personal standards or convictions. Like, right. they're your standards. They're your convictions. You hold yourself to that. 
<laughs> and let them hold themselves to their standards and their convictions. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, like I said in the disclaimer before, there are some standards and convictions that put people's well-being and, and lives at danger, like quite literally. Everyone um, is allowed to create boundaries around this too, right? Well, like right. there are, while I hold space for a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, there are certain like there is a boundary and if you cross it, then there, I have no space for you and I don't have to hold space for you because I'm allowed to create boundaries. And I think that's what, what you're talking about, Monica, is that you can't uh, hold space to the extent that we're going to support. It's the idea that, you know, oh, well, everybody gets it. We're free to believe whatever we want to believe. Well, if what you believe is going to break laws in danger, harm other people, then we don't have to hold space for that. And yeah. so it's, it's interesting. I saw a sign on a church once that I love that said, don't be so open-minded. Your brain falls out. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it, was a, it was a church, in a, like a really progressive area. And like, yeah, like let's be open-minded, but not to the point where our brains fall out. That's a great quote. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, I remember a quote that I heard. I think it's from James Baldwin. James Baldwin said something when, you know, if your beliefs threaten my humanity, then then this is not a belief question. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a survival question, right? Yes, and- yeah, I think that it nails it on the head that, um, you know, there are certain, there, there has to be boundaries. There has to be boundaries because um, when somebody else's freedom preys on yours, it's at the expense of yours. That's where the boundary yeah. lies. Yeah. And, you know, one of my patron saints of, of elucidation and articulation as far as like communicating through writing is uh, Toni Morrison, famous American novelist and author, just, you know, purveyor of culture. Um, and she, I remember a Charlie Rose interview that she did many, many years ago. And she was like, if you can only be tall when you're standing on somebody's neck, are you really that tall? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I mean about, you know, holding our beliefs in that way, that it's like, if my belief is only strong when I'm putting somebody else's down, mm-hmm. then then is that really a, a belief that you hold or is that just righteousness that you're, that you're attached to? Like what you were saying, if, if my faith is that strong, I mean, if my faith is so fragile that it can't withstand scrutiny or even opposing views, then is it really faith and is it really that strong to your point, you know? Yeah, well, and you know, it's, it's interesting because at the heart of most religions mm-hmm. is that we are all on our path towards redemption, right? Like, I mean, you're the comparative religion person. Isn't that at the heart of most religions that we're mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. self, our redemption, something. So like, does everyone not see? Sometimes I think this. I'm like, do you not see that we're all working towards the same end, but we just have a different path that we're understanding of how to get right. there? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is. Well, I mean, and not so much because, again, our reptilian brain thrives on homogeneity. Ooh, there's a word for you. And um, everything has to, whatever doesn't look like, familiar not even comfortable mind you 
right? Like our reptilian brain is not interested in what's comfortable necessarily, just what's familiar. That's why people can withstand so much terror and so much violence and so much pain in dysfunctional families, for example. But if it's familiar, they'll stay in it. I don't care how uncomfortable it is, right? And so that's the part that we have to, when, when you know, we've heard it all, but we've heard, we have all heard the quote of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. It's not so much the comfort that you're, you know, grappling with. It's familiarity. If you can put yourself in unfamiliar spaces, you know, become friends with people that you would never run into, that you would never be interested in, that is not at all like your family of origin or your college friends or your professional colleagues, et cetera, et cetera. You, you challenge yourself to be in unfamiliar spaces. Then eventually you will get yourself in uncomfortable positions where it will strengthen your own beliefs or if it won't strengthen your own, it'll identify or elucidate whatever gaps there may be. And then you can take some corrective action on it or double down. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why I really feel like we need more women stepping into leadership because I do feel like women are a little bit better at this than men are. Um, not that we're mm-hmm. perfect, right? But there's a, a capacity of the female brain to hold on to a lot of things at once. Um, and yeah. to reach out in multi directions. And I was recently a couple months back, I was at a retreat, a women's retreat. And at that retreat, you know, here I am a very devout Christian woman who has parameters around what I believe. And there's other women there that are, there was a woman there that was a shaman. And there was a woman there that mm-hmm. read cards and all of these different things. And Um, you know, we had different races represented. We have different ages. We had different gender orientations, you know, like, and so it was just interesting. I remember saying on the morning of day two, I said, thank you for disproving the belief that our differences um, have to be the detriment of our relationships. Thank you for coming Mm -hmm. together in a space where we can honor our differences and where we can create an opportunity for us to show up in our greatness and that differing opinions do not have to lead to enemies. And that whole time it was never, no, I'm not saying that there weren't times where somebody would say something and I would go, yeah, I don't agree with that. You know, like that Mm -hmm. happened, that Mm -hmm. happened, but there was never a point where somebody else showing up in their greatness had to, had to feel like an attack on mine. And that was a personal choice that each of us got to make. And I, I yeah. think it's important to understand that we make the choice of when we show up in a space that is not our space with our people who share our beliefs, are we going to go in with the armor on and the guns blazing, feeling like we're walking into the battleground with the enemy, or are we going to go in and look for understanding and look for commonality? And mm-hmm. I, this is, this is, Honestly, it's one of the reasons why I want more women in leadership roles, because I feel like because we're wired to create um, community wins and multiple wins instead of wired to just show up and we win, that we (laughs) are needed. We are so needed right now, my sisters, because we can do this. We're capable. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine the and and I, I. Always tell people to make a distinction between men and women versus feminine and masculine energies. 
right? Because if you are fully bodied, if you're if you're fully in your body, I'm not talking about disabilities or anything. But if you're fully in your body, you have a right arm and a left arm. Right. Right. Even if you're a righty, you still have a left arm. <laughs> and in the same way, everybody has masculine and, and feminine energies. Even if your dominant energy is masculine or your dominant energy is, is feminine, you still have the other. And so with masculine energy, imagine it being like a seed, like the apple seed, right? The only thing that the apple seed can do is, is become an apple tree. That's right. it. But when you plant the apple seed inside of the earth, the earth can, to your point about feminine energy, um, have an apple tree grow and an orange tree grow and an avocado tree grow. And, you know, there's a there's a diversity that is inherent in the soil that isn't available to one specific seed. And I don't want people to get into the, the habit of thinking that it has to be one or the other. I'm always like, hashtag stand for the and right so in there are certain parts that you do have to be specific and single-minded like the apple seed and then there are other places where you get to be like the earth and be like how else can i create other solutions what else can exist here what else can i make blossom here that isn't unique and specific to that particular thing so i love that because that is the perfect segue into where i wanted to go next which is we have now a culture where people feel like they are not allowed to hold their beliefs because their beliefs mm-hmm. have become socially unacceptable. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about outside of those bounds where your belief is going to affect someone else's physical safety, well-being. I'm mm-hmm. talking about politics and I'm talking about religion and I'm talking about certain things where we've become kind of a society where because we don't know how to disagree, we feel like everything has to go. Everything goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever, you know. And and I think it's becoming harder for people to hold to their beliefs. So in those moments where we need to be an like where it's like, no, this is an apple seed. You can't tell me that this is a pumpkin seed. <laughs> an apple seed. This is what it is. Yeah. How do we find that balance? That's a great question. I think, first of all, it, it be, lies the assumption that we are all interested in truth. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case all the time. I think we, there are people who are interested in a conversation that confirms their already existing beliefs and they just want to be proven right. And they just seek agreement instead of understanding. Um, and some people conflate understanding and agreement right? Like I understand what you're talking about. I just don't agree. And, and those things can coexist. Right. Um, so I think the first, uh, I guess, prerequisite to that is, you know, just like in geometry, when they, you're about to prove a theorem and they give you some givens, like given that blah, blah, blah angle is such and such, you know, we have to come to an understanding of our preliminary givens, you know, uh, we have to come to an understanding of what, what are we having this conversation for? Am I having this conversation so that you can confirm what I already believe? Or am I having this conversation because I'm interested in understanding where you're coming from, no matter how different it may be from where I stand. And you may not necessarily have that understanding or that agreement with the other person. You have to get clear about it for yourself, though, of where, where you're going with this conversation. What conversation are you in? Are you in a conversation of understanding or of agreement? Uh, or 
animosity even you know sometimes we go into a conversation like oh hell here we go <laughs> and you expect the fight and you're rolling your sleeves like ready to punch somebody <laughs> you know um and so when you understand the assumptions that you're making as you're walking into something you will better understand the results you're getting and you'll be able to redesign yourself be like oh no 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 that's not what i wanted let me redesign myself so that i can pursue pr- produce the result that i wanted and and that may mean challenge your own assumptions and operate from a different come from I just had a big aha moment as you were talking that um, the reason here, here's my, I did not know this until this moment. I have one objective when I enter all conversations and it's to build relationships, establish relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I think that is why I'm able to hold space for people while believing something different, because the objective is not to educate them, to convert them, to, it's just to build the relationship. So that's fascinating. I've never realized that before. Look at that. Aha moment. Boom. Mind blown. We need, we need a mind blown um, sound effect. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So here's, here's a listener challenge that I, I would like to offer up if you're, if you're game. I'm game. What are your sacred cows? What are the things that you're like, Mm-mm, don't mess with this one. This one is a sacred cow and we're not killing it, eating it, nothing, you know? Um, because when you understand what your sacred cows are, then you'll understand how come your spidey senses go up when somebody says something different, et cetera, et cetera. And you'll understand it's not because they're wrong. Yeah. It's because they're talking about your sacred cow, <laughs> right? Whenever somebody starts talking to me about uh, uh, racial reconciliation, or blah, 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 mm-hmm, tread lightly, my friend. I don't know what you're going to say, you know? And I have to train myself <laughs> to the point that I was just making to be like, you know, are you here for agreement or are you here for understanding, right? I have to check myself on that. Um, and so that's the listener challenges. Give yourself, you know, I'm always good for a timer. I always like set, setting timers and things. So set your timer for like five to 10 minutes and write down what are some of my sacred cows? What are the things that if somebody challenges them, I feel like it's a personal attack. I feel like somebody's pulling the rug from under the reality that I've created for myself. Mm-hmm. Because, then, because then you'll understand that it's like, you know, th- that's not what's happening. That's just the way that you have it. And it's okay that you have it that way. But then you can actually uh, move more flexibly around the conversation and not make the other person your enemy. Awesome. I love it. Such good stuff. I, I do want to add in one more piece of the listener challenge, which is something that you said earlier, which is to create, put yourself in places where you're going to be with people who are different from you. Yes. Whether that means like go and support a, a different church of a different faith, um, go attend a political meeting. That's not your party. Um, and, and not in a way like you're showing up to fight, right? That's not what I'm talking at all. I'm talking about show up to serve, like find somebody who is doing good out there that it's not, it's not exactly what you believe, but they're still doing good and go do good together. Mm -hmm. How fast those, those boundaries come down and you're able to find common ground and build those relationships. Because in the end, you guys, I firmly believe that we are all working towards the same end. We are all working towards our best selves. We don't all have the same understanding of it. And I don't think any of us have all the answers to it, but we're right. trying to do our best. So there's so much more 
at the heart of humans that we have in common than we have. That's exactly right. Our brains function the same way. Our blood is the same color. Although some people eat too many cheeseburgers, it might not be the same consistency. (laughs) Viscosity even. (laughs) There's so much more about us than that is the same than different. And I, I really believe that we can make massive improvements as we do this. I never thought I'd see the day where I would use the word viscosity. <laughs> oh, Amy, you keep stretching me. I love it. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We love your comments. We love your um, reviews on our podcast. And, you know, stay close. Follow us on Instagram, Your Circle of Influence. You can follow Amy at Amy Walker Coach. Doc, um, in Instagram and Monica Alganda for myself. And uh, let's stay connected. Let's keep the dialogue going. Talk to you soon.